Hey, 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 you're listening to the Strong and Capable Podcast with Bridgette Heller, where we talk about radical motivation, life's ups and downs, and all the victories that come with it. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this podcast for a real quick message because it's that important. I want you to be able to live awake. I want you to be able to shed the layers of expectation that you've been placing on yourself for all your life. I want you to step into the thing you've been dreaming of, to break through the barrier that's holding you back, to go for the thing that you've always wanted. I want that for you. I want you to live boldly authentic, to connect, to create, to do all the things. If you want that too, go to www.thestrongandcapable.com backslash awake and join my community. We do monthly guidebooks on specific subjects each month. We have monthly guests and weekly meetings of a community who is just truly living boldly authentic. They know who they are, they know where they're going, and they're knowing how to get there each and every day. It's amazing. Come join us. $24.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. It's worth it. Sign up today. Hey, 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 friends. It is halfway through Mental Health Month. I can't believe it. Every month I get so excited for the subject and for the content and the people that are going to be on. And it's funny, I've been prepping already for next month and I'm like even more excited. (laughs) Like every month I just get more and more and more excited to share these messages and the honor and the privilege it is that you spend totally getting emotional here these days and these weeks and these hours with me. Thank you for being here and for hearing it and for being open with your heart and your mind to these guests and these messages you I hope you know how incredible you are and what heroes you are to me Um, truly it is an honor and a privilege to be in your life multiple times a week every week thank you so today I want to talk about something that's really important and it's come up quite a few times in our awake community this month and we've talked a lot about it, and I didn't even know fully I had so much expertise in this area until it came up so many times. And, um, you know, as someone who battles with mental health, has been surrounded by mental health my whole life, you develop some certain skills. It's like street smarts that you get, but with mental health. And this one is all around conversations, having conversations. I cannot tell you. Some of my earliest YouTube videos, if you go look up Strong and Capable on YouTube, they're actually hilarious because I was just testing the waters and trying to get the message out there with no clear direction. And you see it in me. You see that inexperience. But the messages are so heartfelt. And some of my earliest, earliest messages talk about this. How, you know, you go to talk to someone about your mental health and they just do the awkward scoot away. Like physically, I have had so many people where I just make an offhand comment about my anxiety or my depression or a rogue thought because of those things. And people kind of look at you like, what the heck? Are we really talking about this? And they scoot away. Or they turn to another friend or kind of wander off. And then you're left feeling like, whoa, I messed up again. I am not normal. It feeds the anxiety so bad, so bad. 
And so I've learned that there are healthy ways to talk about this and there are certain people to talk about this with. Now, we want to end the stigma of mental health 100%, but with your mental health, you can talk general mental health all day long to everybody. Please shout it from the rooftops. You'll be, again, my hero even more. I'll send you a trophy or something, I swear. (laughs) But the thing is, is your mental health, your mental health, just like your physical health, sometimes is private and sometimes is public. And that's up to you. And the conversations around that are up to you. And you might think, well, obviously, Bridget, but I'm telling you, when you're having anxiety or having a mass depression, things come out of your mouth that um, you don't expect. And then people react in ways you don't expect. So having the tools to know how and when to talk about this is really, really important because you don't really want to alienate yourself from people you want in your life. But you do have to decide at what level they're going to operate in your life. So here's a few tips about this. So if you want to talk to someone about your mental health, some of the things I would say are, let's say you're having a really horrible day and you just need to talk to somebody, anybody. And so you call up your friend or a family member. The first thing you should ask is if they're okay with you sharing your mental health struggles or journey. Now you might be like, what the heck? I'm the one struggling. They should just be okay with it. But here's the deal. If they're not okay with it, you should not be sharing with them. This is not a safe place. This is not your person. You might think they are, but if they say no, you should know from the beginning. It is worth So I would literally say, hey, I'm really struggling with some anxiety. I just need to talk through it. Do you mind if I talk with you about it for just a few minutes? So that's actually point two, is be specific about your expectations. I need just a few minutes. Like I'm talking 15 and I don't expect you to give me advice or to tell me what to do. I just need someone to hear me. Do you hear what I did there? I gave a time limit. I told exactly what I needed in return. So now for them, they can decide, yeah, am I comfortable with that? You know, we all have boundaries, but we struggle to keep them. Every single one of us struggles to keep healthy boundaries. And so that's respecting your healthy boundaries and allowing them to set their healthy boundaries in a time where you might not feel so healthy. (laughs) So Set your expectations, set your specific time, let them know what you need in return from them. And then they can decide if they're capable of giving you that. And if they're not capable of giving you that, you do not want to trust them with these thoughts, these struggles, these whatever. Number three is understand what that means. I always like to number them, right? One, two, three. So first was ask if they're okay. Two, give them the return of what that means, the time limit, the expectations, the actions. And number three, you really need to understand what this means. So when you allow someone into your life, into your private life, again, we're talking about boundaries here. So much of it has to do with boundaries. They are going to feel like they have a right to an opinion because you gave them that right in their mind. You gave them permission to have an opinion on your life. So they're going to feel like that and they may voice it. If they've dealt with a lot of mental health or if they have a really healthy sense of friendship and life and boundaries, they might not offer an opinion. But humans are human and we want to fix things. And so a lot of times when you invite someone into your life, they will give you an opinion. <laughs> so that's what you're allowing them by you know asking this. And you, I guess you could say from the beginning, hey, I don't want your opinion, but they're going to have one and they might share it. And maybe their opinion will help you but it might not. So understanding that when you approach someone with your mental health, you're also allowing them to have an opinion on some level and you're gonna have to be strong enough to accept that or not. 
So if you're not ready to accept their opinions, probably shouldn't let them into your life. This is probably, again, a sign that they are not your person for this conversation. Also, they may or may not respect your privacy. They're not counselors. They don't have laws or regulations to share or not share. So if you tell someone, oh my gosh, I have anxiety and PTSD and this is what's happened and I'm really having a hard day and so this and this happened, well, you can ask them to keep it between you and them, but sometimes they can't, whether it's because they just need to tell someone because they had no idea, or maybe they carry their burden, your burden. They shouldn't carry your burden, but maybe they do, and so they've got to get it off their chest to someone. So your personal life may not actually stay with this person you're entrusting. So be aware of that. And then the last thing, and the one that I think most of us know and probably why we don't share, is you're taking off the mask in this moment. So if you're taking off the mask, it's like... I feel like sometimes when I've taken off my mask, it's like I have a huge scar on my face. And once they've seen it, they can't unsee it, even if I try and put back on the mask. They've seen it. It's etched in their brain forever. (laughs) And we really struggle as humans to remember that people change and grow and heal. We really, really have a hard time with that. So if you take off the mask, and I think you should, I think you are, that scar makes you so beautiful. But if you choose to take off the mask, they will remember the scar. And so you have to choose, is this a safe person that I can always be safe with or I feel like I can continually be safe with? So those are some of the questions that will help you. And if they're not, if you start, I mean, you'll know the first question if you're asking them if you're okay. I mean, you'll know first off if they are. And if you kind of use this as your guide and your metric, well, then now you know who your safe people and who who aren't. And you might be like, well, I have no people, no people that fall into that. Well, I'm going to tell you, most of us have no people <laughs> that fall into that because again, we're all humans and none of us are trained professionals unless we've gone to school for it. And the population of that actually isn't that big when you think about the grand scheme of your life and who you know. I mean, I don't know how many counselors do you know? You might know four, but do you know the, could you call them up? Are they your best friend? And would they even feel comfortable doing that since they're a professional? So I would say when I have found like I have nobody to talk to, yes, that is when you go to counseling, 100%. If you're like, man, I have no one to hear me and I need to be heard. Please, 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 please get your butt to counseling. Go. Okay, so here's some do's and don'ts for talking to others. You might be like, okay, that's great, Bridget. So now I know how to deal with my mental health, but what if someone comes to me with mental health struggles? What do I do? So there's a few things you need to be aware of. Mental health first aid, you can look it up. It's incredible. I think everyone should certify. Um, I've taken the class a couple times. I don't actually have my certificate. I need to get it. But I've taken the class a few random times. And one of the things that they have in mental health first aid is their acronym LG. And A stands for assess for risk of harm or suicide. If there is harm or suicide happening, this is probably not your jam. You need to get some further assistance and do so. If there's not harm or suicide happening, then the next thing, or even if there is and you've called for help while you're in that process, the most important thing I think of algae is this next one. It's listen non-judgmentally. And it's the most important one because someone who's in that space, you know, we all know what someone thinks of us and what they're feeling. We're all very aware of someone's energy. As Heather Chauvin said, even if we don't want to admit it, we're all aware of it. So someone knows when you're judging them. So turning off the judgment piece and just allowing 
I think you can turn off judgment when you're seeking understanding. So seek understanding, seek curiosity, seek um, wanting to really step into their shoes and be a part of their life in that way so that you can know why someone is the way they are. So curiosity really, really changes that judgmental piece. So be there, listen non-judgmentally. That could be half an hour, that could be two hours, whatever that looks like. And then you're going to give info and reassurance. Just assure them. Because I can tell you when you're in your darkest moments, all you need to know is that someone sees you, hears you, and that you are worth something. You have value. That's what we need to know when you're in that depression, that anxiety, that manic state, whatever it is. And then the next one is encourage professional help. If you're across someone in a meltdown of any kind, professional help should be sought. And then the last one is encourage self-help. And some of them aren't even ready for self-help, depending on the state of where you're at. But I think all people can do basic self-help, which is, are you sleeping well? Are you eating not sugar, like real food? Are you drinking enough? Do you have connection to people? Those kinds of things. So I was looking for do's and don'ts of talking with people. Because the thing is, is I have talked through a lot of situations and through a lot of ups and downs of people in my life. And I can tell you there are do's and don'ts big time, like saying get over it, suck it up, buttercup really doesn't work for mental health because it is a condition. Can you imagine? Hey, you broke your leg, suck it up, buttercup. We're not casting that bad boy. Like, hello. No, we wouldn't do that. So telling someone that doesn't work. And so I was looking for like, what, what are the do's and don'ts? And it was actually harder to find one that I liked than I thought. And so these are just my thoughts on do's and don'ts. Instead of saying, how are you feeling? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? I know when I'm in a depressive state or an anxiety state and someone's like, are you eating? And I've even seen it in responses from other people when I did that to them. It's like, are you kidding me? Of course I'm eating. Even if you're not, you get defensive. It puts you on the defense. Yeah, I'm eating. Of course I am. You might not be. Like you get this like childlike response to it. So when someone asks you that, it doesn't work. But what does work is to be in it with them and say, oh my gosh, I had this great thing for lunch. What did you eat for lunch today? Right? So being in the conversation with them. Uh, gratitude practices. Today I am so grateful for this and this and this. What are you grateful for? Or, oh, I have this thing coming up and I'm so looking forward to it tomorrow, next week, in a month. What do you have that you're looking forward to? So really helping seek that positive, that forward movement, that self-care, self-help, but being in it with them. What did you do today that made you feel good is a great question, but say, today I chose to do this and this and this to make me feel good. It was amazing. What did you do today? Or let's do something every day and text each other. You know, so these are things you can do where you're in it with them and the person doesn't feel isolated and alone. They feel supported and loved and it doesn't take a lot from you. It's not draining to say, hey, let's text each other that we drank our 70 ounces of water every day. Like small things. These are small, healthy practices that are good for anybody and that make you not feel alone and them not alone and it's not too much. Again, right, respecting boundaries. So... I think as you approach mental health, we all have mental health. We all have ways we need to take care of it. And some of us have bigger battles than others. And it can change in different stages of life. But I do know we're all affected by mental health. Someone struggling, one in five people, one in five have mental health struggles. So 
this is conversations that you need to be able to have regular, regularly and boundaries that you can hold regularly. And so I think that's the thing is be empathetic, be curious, be with it, someone in it in a way that's comfortable for you and them. And then make sure that they, you allow them to set those boundaries too. Like I said, that first part is just be specific with your expectations. And if someone comes to you, you can ask those things in return. What are your expectations of me? What do you need from me? You know, I, I said today, I was doing a text with someone over an event we're doing. And I said, well, do you want me to come today? And I realized it kind of felt passive aggressive. And I should have just said, when can I be there? Because I was already planning on being there and supporting this person. So in this moment, that boundary, I didn't need to like set a wall between us. I just needed to say, I'm here. What time? You know, but there are other times when I have to say, do you want me there? Because I don't know if I have time. So just like we manage our everyday life, we can manage these mental health conversations in a respectful and kind way with healthy boundaries. Lots of empathy, lots of kindness, and lots of love your strong and capable friends. I hope this episode helped you. I hope it gave you some food for thought. As always, go ahead and share. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. This is the month to get the message out there. And I feel like, like I said, in the Awake community, this has come out so many times as far as our conversations around how do we have these conversations. It's so, so, so needed. So share this podcast. Let's get the stigma taken down. Let's set healthy boundaries. Let's be strong and capable and take care of our mental health. You can do it. Love you, friends. Hey, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast with our theme this year of saying yes to life. If you love this episode, please share it with your friends on all the social media things because we're everywhere. You can find me on Instagram at Bridgette, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. Or you can find us on Facebook at The Strong and Capable. That's the free community. And if you're thinking, hmm, it's time for me to live awake, fully step in to who I am and who I can be, then go to www.thestrongandcapable.com backslash awake, or you can just go to our homepage and you'll find how to sign up there. From that point, I will add you to our private Facebook group and you will be Zooming with us every week. It will be amazing. I hope you have a good week. Remember, you are strong and capable.